Hi, this is Holly Crevo, the host of Chillin' Grace, the lifestyle podcast for child-free women chilling in their truth and gracefully inspiring others to do the same. As a certified coach who works with child-free women to step boldly into their choice of being child-free, it's always been super important for me to showcase women doing just that. There's so many inspiring, bold, courageous, awesome women out there leading fulfilling lives as child-free women, and it's important for us to speak our truth to inspire others to do the same. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed today's guest just as much as I did. Welcome to episode four of Chill and Grace. It is January 14th, and this is my first episode of 2020. It is so good to be back bringing you guys some great content and examples of awesome child-free women living their best lives. So it has been a big year for us already. So we're two weeks in, but everything has changed for us from when the clock struck uh, 2020. So we moved to Norway. Uh, my wife is expecting accepted into a leadership development program. So we are here in Stavanger, Norway, which is um, on the kind of west coast, Norway, southwest coast. Um, Gorgeous, right on the water. Super cute town. We've already found a bunch of great restaurants, found our local grocery store. Today, I managed to get to a grocery store a little farther out on the bus and back, which is my baby step because a couple days ago, I got on the wrong bus and just took a round trip around the city. So little, little baby steps, but everything's super exciting. And we're so, feel so blessed and fortunate to have this next year of time in a, another place to just have the experiences and growth. So along with that earlier, I just want to share a little bit before we get into the episode. Um, yesterday I posted on goals and how um, goals slash resolutions. I've always been a big believer in 2020 setting really intentions and goals for your year. Um, they can range for me, have ranged from big goals to little goals, but I always like having something to strive for. So I was working on that this year and I I kept on getting a little stuck and I couldn't figure out why. And I realized it's because I'm not really sure what this year is going to unfold for us. Um, it's a new place. I don't know the language, but I am taking language classes, which is on my, which is on my goal list. There's just a lot that I don't know how that's going to, how it's going to play out. Um, yes, I still have big, uh, business goals to grow my business. And those are very, you know, measurable. I want to be healthy for my body and my mind. I want to travel a lot. So those are more measurable goals. But I started to think, what would it look like if I had my goals, my resolutions to be a certain type of person? Like, who do I want to be? And I got to thinking, that's how I'm going to approach this a lot of this year. I'm going to be somebody who's consistent. I'm going to show up every day taking care of my body and taking care of my business and doing work. I'm going to be somebody who's patient with myself, with my loved ones, with just a brand new experience and a new culture. I'm going to be somebody who's courageous, who's going to step out of my comfort zone, who's going to do things that make me uncomfortable because that's who I want to be. I'm really curious what that looks like at the end of the year for me. So I would encourage you if you're maybe struggling with what this looks like or you don't want to say, hey, I don't want to be just disappointed again because I didn't do X, Y, Z. How can you turn that into who you want to be? And that way daily you can work on this and you can shift it a little, right? So if your goal, you want to be somebody who's, you know, loses weight, maybe it's you want to be somebody who's healthy and what can you do every day to be healthy instead of just that marking off the box. So just something I wanted to share. If you didn't see that, I think it's really important to focus on who we want to be and not just what we want to do. So today's episode is a little different. This is an episode that I did with my coach and she interviewed me. 
So I was on the receiving end of the questions and I, it was really to kind of share my story of being child-free, why I made that decision, and also really why I made the decision to work with this group of women. And it was just a great conversation. We talked a lot about disrupting the norm, having the safe place, and really the power of making your decision, telling your story, and moving forward. I'm so excited to be interviewing you, Holly, to turn the tables because you're usually the one interviewing other people. So first I have to ask, how do you feel about being on the hot seat? <laughs> I I don't feel too scared. No, I'm excited. I think I'm excited to share my story. Um, a little uncomfortable because I am used to be on the other side, but it's good to be a little un- uncomfortable every once in a while, right? It is. Actually, it's so funny. In, the, in my workout today, he said something, the coach that I loved, he said, because uh, we were doing like this little bridge pose and in the video, they, the lady didn't have a weight. And he was like, you can throw a weight in there if you want to, because it takes resistance to build strength. And I was Ooh. like, I like that. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. He's like, why would you want it to be easy anyway? Why? And I was like, I love that. <laughs> So that's right. So feeling a little uncomfortable means that you're growing. So that's exciting. So you mentioned your story. And I know you as this vibrant, very excited, life living to the fullest woman who really just enjoys the heck out of this life, which is such a gift. And it's so such a treat to live in that space. And it's even more of a treat for someone like me to witness the joy that comes from a woman on fire in that way. But I know it wasn't always that way for you, meaning you didn't have everything sorted and that this life you're living is very intentional. Tell me what made you, or what was one of the most difficult parts before you finally got to this shiny Holly that everyone experiences living your life this way? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for the kind words about how um, you perceive me. That means a lot. It's important for me to hopefully give out joy to the world. So I appreciate your kind words. Um, yeah, so I for a long time, I've you know been a coach for about a year now. And before that, I spent time in different corporate, nonprofits, um, celebrity athletes. And I've always kind of just, I don't want to say I was lost, but kind of jumping from piece to piece, trying to figure out what it is I wanted to do. And I was always really successful at those places. And as you mentioned, I've always been very intentional with like my career path, but it wasn't until really stepping into the coaching world that I kind of found the pure joy of really what I should be, not should, wanted to be doing with my life. And so, you know, I had that freedom of figuring out this is what I wanted to do and then pursuing it, being intentional along the way. I do believe that my path up till this point really got me to be able, I don't, I guess what I'm saying is I don't regret anything that I've done in the past because it's always been amazing experiences and skill sets to where I am today. But after figuring out, you know, this is really where I wanted my next career path and hopefully my final career piece, um, just really being intentional, stepping into this role. Yeah, I love that. I love a couple of different things you said in terms of, understanding what it is that you wanted to do, but it came from a period of jumping around. Tell me more about that jumping around, because it sounds like you really were doing some pretty exciting things that many people would be envious of, but it sounds like with the jumping around, you might not have been that satisfied. What what was the jumping around about? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I originally wanted to be on 
air a tv reporter and then I realized I was terrified to be on camera so that didn't quite work out well <laughs> you kind of need to have you kind of need to like that <laughs> it's a little important I was like I would just panic like I would just like be like just it, it wasn't great so I started out marketing and communications and I worked with my athletic department working with all of our division one sports so that was Heisman candidates traveled all over with our team so that was great and that kind of parlayed into a brief little um, stint with ABC Sports New York where I worked for college game day kind of working in the statistics department and kind of I guess my first full-time big girl job was working with USA Softball where I worked with the marketing and public relations um, department so traveled the world went to the Olympics traveled all over the place that was probably just one of the highlights of my career just for the experience of it but I always knew I wanted to do something different. So from there, I worked for a celebrity nonprofit um, in Austin, Texas, doing fundraising. It kind of does probably my first like sales job, which my mom kind of thought was funny because when I would have to fundraise as a kid, we just end up buying like 17 boxes of chocolates. <laughs> and they're like, why do you even sign up? We'll just give you the money for whatever you need or you can work it off. So, you know, and that was that was great because really kind of talking, getting out of your comfort zone, seeing your capacity to help other people. Um, but still kind of, you know, maybe that dry or not that drive, that satisfaction wasn't quite there, but I started piecing together that it was important for me to tell stories and that it was important for me to help others. So I was starting to, I think, piece together what eventually led me to this role. And then, excuse me. And after that, I worked for a hospital in Austin, you know, physician relations. So really, you know, soft skill or excuse me, soft sales skills, like working with the surgeons, also telling the story of the hospital, weaving together cases for equipment. That was kind of a sales focused job. And that was, I'm not super motivated by sales numbers, but it was a great learning experience on being more strategic and making your, you know, your strategy plans while also building those soft skill sets. So I would have to say every single role prepared me to where I am today, but it wasn't fully satisfying. And I just knew there was something more. I could never probably pin that down if you would have asked me at any point. Um, but I just knew there was something more. Interesting. So it's uh, you had like what people would probably say are dream jobs and opportunities <laughs> to travel and move the world. And so to still have that undercurrent of more there has to be more and not feeling fulfilled is quite shocking I think and I'm sure a lot of people would have thought the same thing even if they experienced you during that time because you're just genuinely and generally positive so I love that you share that because there's so many people in this world I feel that struggle with feeling a sense of dissatisfaction but then feeling guilty that they even feel that way because they may have a job that is amazing or a life that is amazing but paying attention to those feelings of dissatisfaction and that desire for going after more, I think is so admirable because a lot of people don't have the courage to do that or don't even know how to go about doing that or what to do. So even the fact that you took a, a journey and a turn to become a coach is really rather cool because it almost sounds like that gives you an opportunity to work with people that may be jumping around like you did because of that internal dissatisfaction that you felt. What is a coach exactly? It kind of seems like that word is becoming a common thing these days. Everybody's a coach. What is the coach exactly? Yes. So coaching is really um, focusing, you know, more on where we want to go. Not, you know, I always talk about, you know, therapy is more kind of retrospective and coaching is more moving forward. 
but not that in most coaching sessions, still stuff comes up from the past, because that's usually why we're getting, you know, stuck somewhere. It's not always current, but it's really, you know, working with people to go what their goal is, whether it's trying to make that decision if they want kids or not, making a career, you know, change like I did, whatever it is, working on that goal, every session with a step moving forward. And it's really about, you know, I think it's funny, a lot of people say, well, coaches, you just tell people what to do. And I'm like, no, like you probably know what you need to do. We just need to get you to make that realization. So really asking a lot of questions, really focusing that your client knows the answers. They just need some assistance uncovering those and then setting goals into place, or excuse me, strategies into place into reaching those goals. Oh, wow. You, it almost sounds like you're just support system, the scaffolding to someone that's just kind of like, I don't know how to do this and where to go and to help them achieve what they want to do. That's really, really cool. And you mentioned child-free women. So I know that that's a focus of yours within your coaching, even though it sounds like you can coach anybody, but that I know has been something that you've been focusing on. Tell me more about that space and why that's a, a thing. Oh my gosh. I love that you said why that's a thing. Cause so many people that maybe have kids, especially men, are like, that's not a thing. And you're like, oh, it is. Um, so I'm a child-free woman by choice. I, um, When I was kind of work going through my coaching, trying to figure out where I really wanted to focus my efforts, I got a, kind of a little over the place talking about working with athletes, maybe just high performers. And it kept on bubbling up that child-free women out there are an amazing group of women that could use some coaching support. And this is a growing demographic. If, you know, I bet if everybody took stock of the people in their life, they'd see there's a lot of women out there who are either child-free or maybe on the cusp of making that decision, but don't have a safe place to explore what that looks like either way. Um, you know, a lot of my friends are like, I know you don't really like kids. I'm like, no, 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 I do. I just don't want them for my life. So I'm not in the business of talking people out of having kids, but really working with women who are trying to navigate this decision or have made this decision, but still carrying some of the societal expectations with them to really step boldly into that decision based off what they want for their life. Um, I, you know, you talk about my career and how I kind of always, you know, I've changed a lot, but I kind of knew what I wanted and I would go and I would do well at it and it would kind of serve its purpose and I would move on. And so I'd always been, I'd always known what I wanted. And it probably though, wasn't until the past two or three years that I kind of, you know, wavered back on kids. Do I, do I not? And all of a sudden I was like, I would probably know if I did, because I've always kind of known what I wanted, even since I was little. So for me, that was a realization of if I'm struggling with this, I, I can't even imagine how many other women are out there feeling the same pressures. Wow, that is so big. And it's so bold, because the there's this general movement that most of the masses tend to do. And we can get caught in that. I got caught in that. Go to school, get a degree, get a job, buy a house, buy a car. Like it's these steps, step one, step two, step three, that somewhere along the way, somebody dictated as the American dream or the way to do life. And so many people end up getting in that, that cycle when if they looked inside like you did and struggled with it for a little bit of time in terms of should I, do I, do I not? before you really decided, wow, I am the type of person who knows what I want. And so if I knew I wanted children, that would be clear for me. So that's amazing and outstanding that you're actually dedicating your coaching to supporting those types of women, because I can't imagine that's probably a silent place of suffering for many who 
feel caught in that rhythm of society that says that's the next logical step after finding a partner or what, what have you, that, that they may feel inadequate when they're reaching a certain age and that hasn't happened. And it may be that that's just not for them. I'm curious, what, where do you typically meet your clients mentally? Meaning what shape are they in when you find them? And then I want to know, like, what process do you take them through to become very confident in that decision? So where do they, like, I'm picturing almost like this, you know, from mad to glad, from sad to happy. Like, where where do they typically find the most, like, like painful places that you meet your clients? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I found that, um, you know, most of my clients are women who are, you know, really driven high performers have really kind of always like followed that status quo, which is why they're really struggling with this decision. Um, there's a lot of guilt of, you know, am I selfish for wanting this? Like, you know, there's a lot of shame. Like, why do I feel this way? Am I weird? Does it make me a bad person? So it's a lot of heaviness. Um, I feel like when they, when women a lot of times are questioning it at this level, you know, a lot of women have been questioning this for a long time. They know the answers. They just have not been able to articulate it or really kind of just say, you know what, I do not want to have children. And then what that means for them after. Cause it's not just making that one time decision of, you know what, I don't want to have children. My partner doesn't or whatever that looks like. And then it's over, right? Like there's all the stuff that comes after it. How do you have those conversations? Maybe you're worried about what happens when you get older. Where's the purpose in your life? So it's what follows through after that also kind of stifles women from making these decisions. Cause it's not just, you know, do I want to leave my job or no? Okay. Leave my job. And then that's that it's no want to have kids or not. And then all the stuff that comes after it. So I found once we can actually get to the place of, you know what, this is why I don't want to have children this is what it means to me. That's where the change starts to shift from the guilt and the shame to more of a freedom and empowerment to kind of move forward. Cause a lot of women are kind of caught in this area of not doing anything because they can't make this decision. And so they're kind of stifled. So once that decision goes, then it's really figuring out, you know, why is it important to you now? What's going to stop you from really living boldly with this? Is it having conversations with your family? Is it kind of just telling your friends that are on you, asking you why you don't want to have kids? You know, and the goal is to help these, you know, get these women to a place where they're so confident in their decision that they can not let those outside voices get to them. And then really creating a life of excitement and passion. Is it travel? Is it volunteering? Is it a career? You know, is it whatever that looks like putting those plans into place? And I, like I said, once that they can get past that decision and fully step into it, that's where the change really starts to happen. Oh, wow. I, just, I almost feel the unraveling of the anxiety that that probably causes women in that space. Because oftentimes there's things we are afraid to utter out loud. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine for those that you work with in this space that they've probably never said out loud their internal thoughts of, I don't want kids. And that there's just this release and this relief and feeling that you provide them a safe space to, to first, maybe first say that out loud for the first time ever. Oh my gosh, absolutely. You know, and then after you deal with the emotions that come with that, the finality of that, because I have a, a dear friend of mine, I met her um, up in, she lives in, well, not in Chicago anymore, but she's from there. We had dinner one night and she tells me, she's like, I have something to tell you. And I said, what? And she's like, 
I've told everybody, I've told my family and you know, they're fine with it. It took me a while, but I'm actually in a place I'm good with it. I'm, I've decided I don't want kids. And I'm like, okay. And the way she said it, it was almost like she felt great saying it, but it almost felt like she needed to just make that declaration and put that Mm -hmm. flag in the sand. And after that, oh my gosh, she's been living. She moved across Mm -hmm. country. Her life just really opened up. And it sounds like what you provide for these women is, again, first being able to utter the words, the release that comes with that. And then you help them to actually navigate what comes after that because of that announcement. And then after that even, now the creation of my life with intention which is the way I see you live your life. So you're like the greatest person to be doing this because you've been through the struggle of deciding what do I, what do I want, actually deciding it, declaring it, living in that truth and that power, and at the same time, living a bold and inspired and exciting life. That's, that's really admirable. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, thank you for that. And I, it's funny because I never would have thought that decision was holding me back. Like I didn't, like, you know, I still kind of, we traveled, we did what we wanted, like, but it wasn't until I, I didn't realize how much it was still holding me back. And so then when I made that decision, it was like, okay, this frees up the time for me to maybe pursue coaching full-time or this to travel more or to invest in whatever it was we wanted for our life. So I can't imagine as somebody, you know, these women out there who are really struggling and like stifled and not making any other decisions because of this one, how much they're missing out on. Oh, and like I said, it didn't even, it, it didn't even, I didn't even realize how much it was weighing on me until I was like, you know what, this is a no. And telling friends it was a no, (laughs) starting a business where you're talking about your story, um, how much that just freed me up. I didn't even realize it till it like happened. Oh my gosh. There's so much power in what you just said, because it's so true that having a, a, like a place of avoidance, avoiding having tough conversations, avoiding Mm -hmm. saying the truth out loud, avoidance is such a headwind to any type of successful movement forward. And it's a silent killer because it doesn't seem like it would affect any other area because you haven't made a decision. But, you know, mull on something and sit on the fence for a very long time, that can really de- de- deplete your energy in a big mm-hmm. way to actually be creative and to go some go play someplace with strength. So I, it makes me think about if, hey, Holly, let's take a vacation. And you're like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> for weeks or even years in this case, like for weeks, I'm like, you're like, Bridget, you still decided? I'm like, no. And I'm on Google and I'm looking at different places. Is it the peaks? Is it the mountains? But the feeling that you freaking get when you decide it's Jamaica, we're going to Jamaica. And you then what happens is you then get to book the trip and then you get to daydream about the mm-hmm. trip. Then you get to research that one singular place. And then you can put that on the shelf until it's time to actually take the trip. And it frees your mind up because that mental chatter of decision making is tough. So I love that you right. said that. It really does affect other areas of, of yeah. your life potentially. Absolutely. And let alone the shame you may feel about it and the guilt, all those you know negative energy that's just kind of simmering it's not even if you could probably put your finger on but there's something there so I think just having that like you said that space a lot of women are like this is the first this is the first time I've talked about this like I can't tell anybody in my family um and something that's so deeply personal to people to give that space to is just my passion I love that I love that you decided to serve these people because I don't I've never heard it before you and I'm imagining that there are hundreds, if not thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people 
in this space. And it's the perfect time for it. I'm feeling like the world is doing this shift and allowing people more of an ability to be themselves and go against the masses for their own sake of peace and clarity for themselves. So it's just, what would you say to someone who's listening that is struggling with this and it's been a silent struggle is something that they could actually do besides calling you of course and getting in touch with you and getting coaching from you but what's an application or an activity or something that you would advise someone to do around finally getting to a closer Mm -hmm. space of being honest with themselves yeah no that's a great question I think for me and this is I think you know there's statistics on putting pen to paper like writing your goals down you know I don't I'm like butcher, you know, there's a huge percentage that you're more likely to achieve. And so for me, anything you can take out of your head, because when you're trying to make this decision, there's so much stuff that's coming up for you that it's so overwhelming. So it makes sense. People just don't do anything about it. So I'm a huge fan of taking it out of your head and putting it down on paper. I've actually created a tool on my website. It's called the um, kid question. It's a life mapping tool and it's awesome. It really talks about, um, you know, listing, let's list all your reasons why you do or you don't want kids. There's no big enough reason. There's no small enough reason. Whatever is in your head that's swirling, take it out and put it down. And then we're going to look at those reasons and figure out whose reasons are those and how important are they to you? I think a lot of times, you know, we have kids because, well, our parents want to be grandparents or, you know, we don't, we don't want to die alone. We need somebody to take care of us. Or maybe we think it'd be fun to be a soccer mom, which I think would be super fun but the kids isn't worth it for me. Um, but mm-hmm. so, you know, whose are those? Cause I think we have this conflict we're getting or probably we have reasons that don't aren't our reasons. So really looking at those and then figuring out what's important to you from that list. Like what isn't, what do you want to carry with you? What do you not, you know, really looking at what are your real reasons and what's holding you back? I think that is such a significant way to really, one, it takes the power away from all those thoughts that are very overwhelming in your head. It's almost like if you're planning like a move or your work to-do list, when it's all in your head, it's too much. You put it on paper. You're like, okay, that's what that means. Um, like I said, it's on my website, hollycrevo.com. Um, but also you can just grab a pen and piece of paper. And I think that's a great tool to kind of start to see where you're at. Oh, that is so powerful. I love, And I love that you even created a tool that someone can even just do on their own to sort it out and get it out on paper and get clear um, for themselves. And that just clarity is power is one of my favorite mm-hmm. mantras that anything that's muddy and murky and unsure, where can I find clarity in that? And that gives me power and it gives anybody power in that space. And I love what you said about the soccer bomb. It makes me think of this friend. He doesn't have a dog, but he loves dogs. And so he goes to dog parks with a leash in his hand and acts like he has a dog. So that he can play with other people's dogs, get his fix, and then move on. And I'm like, that is so brilliant, you know. But I'm always scared of that one, like, perceptive person that, like, thinks you're, like, a dog creep or something. Like, he didn't arrive with a dog. Because there's always one person that's perceptive. But I guess you could do that at a soccer field. Just pop up and be a soccer mom. Show up to your people. I'm like, why do you not tell me when their soccer games are? They're like, you don't want to come to our soccer games Saturday morning. I'm like, if I do, I will go. If I don't, I will not go. But you just need to tell me. When I can go cheer and then go home. (laughs) (laughs) The best. I love it. Love it. So you mentioned your website, hollycrevo.com. So if 
someone's listening and they are like, oh my God, she's talking about me. How do, how does someone get in touch with you and what are the next steps to get to coaching with you? My, excuse me, my website has an email or a contact form. You feel free to reach me there. Also on Instagram at Holly Crevo Coaching, and that is H-O-L-L-Y-K-R-I-V-O Coaching. So feel free to message me through Instagram, follow me there. I do content, um, new offerings, videos, and, you know, tools to kind of help this, the child-free community. And really the next step, if you're in this place and you're just tired of being on the fence and you're tired of going over and over, or you know what you want to do, you just don't have the tools to do it, we'd book a call. First call is always complimentary to make sure we're a good fit, that it's working for you, it's working for me. And just a call to really start working through this, um, talking through what it is that's holding you back, maybe what you've done, where you want to go. Really start working through kind of all that stuff that's muddled in your head. And again, that is a first time call, complimentary, just to make sure it's a good fit. And then we could, you know, when we are a good fit, we would, you know, make a plan to work on forward. Wow, that's awesome. So, so awesome. I love it. I love the space you're working working in. I can imagine now how many women you will set free from that debilitating, unspoken choice that they're walking around with the heaviness of and also the excitement of constructing and creating an intentional on fire life. So, so, so exciting. What else, if anything, would you like no, to share? No, um, thank you. I appreciate your time. I just, I really want to share, if this is you out there, like you're, where you're at is totally normal and it's okay to have these wants and desires for your life that don't match anybody that you may see in your life and you're not abnormal. There's nothing wrong. And that, you know, I'm an example. I know tons of other women are examples of who I'll be featuring on this podcast or women out there who have made this choice and just living kick-ass lives um i've got one coming up where it's two best friends who are both child-free business owners and small town from small town texas that have just created great lives so there's so many stories out there so you're not alone and i would love to hear from anybody out there that may be struggling with this so we can get you on into this next chapter awesome well this is such a great conversation holly i thank you so much for inviting me to be here and I wish you tremendous, tremendous success. I already know it's already waiting for you just to fling your doors open and invite them in. And they are going to be served so powerfully. So well, wonderful. And you. thank you, Bridget, for your time. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. After I got off the phone with Bridget, one thing that really stuck out for me was how we talked about how there's a you know, American dream and a life continuum of all the things we're supposed to do. And we're supposed to go to college and get a degree and get a job and get a 401k and buy a house and a, get married and have dogs and kids and all that. And if that's what you want for your life, that's amazing. I hope you get every piece of it. But if it's not what you want for your life and you're having a pause when you get to that next step thinking, oh, that's not what I want. I hope you honor that. I hope you give it the time to really explore what that looks like so that you can move forward to that next chapter with a confidence and a clarity of what you want for your life. And if this is you out there and you're struggling with making this decision of having kids, or maybe you're not sure if you do, or even another big decision, maybe it's, you know, leaving a job or getting married or moving on from your partner, whatever that looks like, I would love to hear from you. You can book me at hollycrevo.com. And it's a complimentary session where we really can dive into what this looks like for you and what's best for you moving forward. 
As always, thank you for tuning in and I hope you have a great day.